0: You're listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves.
1: Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 28th of February 2024. We'll be speaking with Martin Lakos from Macquarie about the day on the share market a bit later, including all this hype around artificial intelligence. But first to consumer prices, where the Bureau of Statistics says the monthly CPI indicator remained at 3.4%. But right now prices for staples, things like bread and dairy, are still higher than where they were a year ago. Rents are 7.4% above January 2023 levels, and insurance and financial services 8.2% higher. They were offset, though, by falls in meat and seafood, recreation and culture, and a big one, holiday travel and accommodation, which declined more than 7% on the year. So what does this all mean for the future direction of interest rates? For that and more, I spoke with CBA economist Stephen Wu.
2: Uh, so I think today's data really supports our view that inflation is coming down in the economy uh, and the RBA can be less worried about inflationary pressures running above their inflation target. So uh, we still remain of the view that we should see inflation back to 3% by the end of this year. And today's data, which showed inflation steady at 3.4%, uh, is supportive of that view.
1: What does it really say about how the cost of living is impacting people disproportionately?
2: Yes, you're right that um, the CPI indicator uh, do, does have a little bit of uh, drawbacks or, or shortcomings. And one of them is the fact that uh, in the first bundle of each quarter, uh, typically it typically does skew towards more goods prices being measured as opposed to services. So you're certainly right, You know we are seeing that goods disinflation is coming along and is supporting disinflationary pressures. Uh, what we don't really know right now is how services will, will track over sort of this year. Um, we did get a read on, on rents, which is a key part of the CPI basket that's continuing to run at a very solid clip, and just reflecting the fact we have very low rental vacancy rates. That's going to support inflation um, over the year ahead. Uh, you're also right as well in, in, the, in the fact that uh, we are seeing disparate um, sort of impacts of inflation, And I think the best way uh, to kind of break it out is actually not by goods or services, but by discretionary uh, and non-discretionary inflation. That's where we really are seeing that difference, uh, where things of staples are still seeing relatively, you know, large price rises, uh, but in discretionary things, so things like household goods or clothing, uh, we are really are seeing that come down. And even for, like, travel, for instance, uh, we did see, you know, a pretty chunky fall in international travel and accommodation in the month of January.
1: So putting that all together, what does it all suggest for consumer prices and the implication for interest rates?
2: Yeah, so while the headline rate was unchanged at 3.4%, a lot of the various underlying or core measures are ticked down in the month by about 0.1 or 0.2 percentage points. So that's showing uh, that once you take out some of those volatile items, we are seeing continued disinflation and again does suggest that the RBA doesn't have to be so worried about inflation uh, sort of staying higher for longer. Uh, The natural implication of this is that uh, we think uh, in terms of interest rates is that rates rates, uh, have peaked and the next move is going to be down. So if the RBA can be more confident that inflation will return to their inflation target, they're going to be more concerned about um, the soft uh, activity data around this. In particular, uh, we know the unemployment rates have risen uh, about half a percentage point over the past couple of months to 4.1%. Uh, we know we're having uh, we've had three consecutive quarters of GDP per capita contractions, so that's going to be causing them some concern, uh, you know, in terms of downside risk to activity. Uh, and if the upside risk to inflation recede becomes more balanced or even to the downside, then it should mean that the RBA can be more confident and start considering rate cuts. And we think they'll come through from September of this year.
1: That is Stephen Wu there from the Commonwealth Bank. Now, Market Day. On the SBS On The Money podcast, the Australian share market was little moved today. The S and P ASX 200 down ju- just zero point zero three percent, seven thousand six hundred and sixty. For more on the day's market action, including why so many investors are excited about artificial intelligence, I spoke with Martin Lakos. He is a division director at Macquarie Private Bank. Martin, first of all, what's driving the market today?
0: Well, Ricardo, we've been in negative territory for most of the day, but not dramatically so. And obviously, we're still in the middle of the company reporting season. So a number of key results came out. But we've certainly seen a better performance from a sector perspective in the lithium stocks, in the insurers, and also in the tech space, particularly driven by Next DC's result.
1: Before we go into all those results, I want to talk about the broader economic space. Uh, Inflation remaining steady at 3.4%. What's the market now thinking um, about the direction of local interest rates, especially in the context of other places around the world, namely New Zealand, while rates were left on hold there, there was talk of a potential
0: rate rise. Well, there's still a risk of rate rises if we get a, a, an inflation number that is uh, unexpected, in other words, higher uh, or meaningfully higher. But this number that came out today was a monthly number, 3.4%. It tends to concentrate on data from the goods sector. So we definitely know that uh, goods pricing is starting to come down and has been for quite some time. But very little data out of the services component. And that's the area the Reserve Bank has noted is a lot stickier than uh, than they would like to see. That is things like wages and rent. Uh, So what we're really waiting for uh, to see if there's any uh, dramatic change in the inflation data is the March quarter data, which would have a lot more information for the market and the Reserve Bank. Uh, and uh, we would expect uh, that out by the end of April. Now, it's not Macquarie's central view uh, that the, we would see a change in rates by the Reserve Bank on that quarterly number. On what we're currently seeing in terms of the downward momentum for inflation, we have an expectation of our first rate cut in August, followed by another one in November. But there is a very slim chance that if the March quarter numbers were substantially better, that is, lower inflation, it's possible it lines the Reserve Bank up for a cut as early as May. But that's not our, our, our central theme.
1: Okay, you touched on our profit reporting season. Uh, we're coming toward the end of it right now. But of the ones that reported today, which ones caught your attention and why?
0: Well, I guess the way the, they catch my attention is to see what the, the stock prices react, uh, Ricardo, and uh, uh, the good result was an XDC uh, that was uh, reacted by the stock price up 11%. Uh, the market very much liked the commentary around uh, their uh, involvement in AI, and as a result of which, you know, they've got, they're seeing quite a bit of interest and contracts starting to come through for the rest of this year. Um, so the market uh, got very excited by that, so that was a good, good performance. Overall, though, uh, you know, they did did see property holding costs higher than they had anticipated. That sort of put a little pressure on some margins. And the headline result was slightly softer. But the focus by the market was clearly what the outlook is on AI for the rest of this year. Uh, the second result uh, was uh, Flight Centre which uh, the stock reacted negatively, down about 6%. Uh, and, and again, we, it's probably a late cycle play in terms of seeing confidence by the business sector starting to spend on things like uh, on travel and also the consumers, to some extent, have seen some uh, pullback. Uh, there were parts of the result that uh, did somewhat disappoint and that's what's come through in that uh, negative 6% performance by Flight centers share price.
1: And given that we are close to the end now, how would you rate reporting season?
0: Well, I guess we really have seen a a period of uh, of two halves. The first half was much better than anticipated uh, in terms of expectations uh, of results. Uh, We saw better uh, top-line growth probably better more stable margins which is quite good and uh, a pickup in some instances on on dividends now that's not across the board but that we ser- certainly have seen more beats than down uh, down uh, results than had been anticipated so that's clearly good news uh, the start of this week have seen some more mixed results although still positive and it's fairly typical that the second half is a little bit softer but I guess the way it seems to be panning out uh, the domestic cyclical stocks are reporting better than expected results and better-than-expected outlook statements, and the resource sector is really the sector that's probably disappointing somewhat. So overall, we'd have to say not a bad reporting season, and it may well turn out to be the bottom of the earnings cycle.
1: Can I pick you up on one thing? You mentioned the two letters that everyone's interested in at the moment, AI, when you were talking about NextDC. Uh, when I read through the Flight Centre results, Flight Centre also said it's spending a fair bit of money on AI technologies as well. There's been a lot of uh, attention on big tech, especially out of the US, NVIDIA, with that outstanding uh, profit number and um, earnings forecast, um, which it came out last week. Today, reports Apple is dumping its EV plans to focus on AI. I just want to get your perspective. On the world of tech and the influence it has in the market at the moment.
0: Well, I guess we've seen the magnificent seven being the big outperformer, what we'd probably call the tech utilities, uh, over the last uh, three to four months uh, in particular. And I guess to some extent, it's worth noting that Nvidia's share price this time last year was about two hundred and forty US dollars a share, now a touch under eight hundred. So we've seen a phenomenal performance out of that stock. And some would suggest that it's, uh, it's a bit of a bubble in the short term, that it's overdone from a valuation perspective. But clearly, they're seeing very strong revenue growth and very strong profit growth. Uh, whether the valuations justify the current share price is another issue. But it is interesting to see that Apple have decided to pull uh, their expenditure and development and planning on developing an electric vehicle and basically re-diverting re- both resources, so people and funding and investment towards AI. And for them, it's going to be both a focus on um, uh, on chatbots, for example, as well as, uh, which they've already started to develop, uh, new AI uh, you know, headsets and eyewear. And they see that device side, which is their area of specialisation, obviously a very big potential for them. I guess to some extent some people are viewing AI as a threat uh, and for some industries uh, it it may well be, but it's a bit like when technology really started taking off 20 years ago uh, that those businesses that don't start thinking about innovating or taking up uh, new technologies they do get left behind. So I think it's very much a contentious uh, view at this stage, but I think also we are expecting to see a lot more businesses uh, coming on board in terms of using and benefiting from AI over time.
1: That's Martin Lancos there from Macquarie.
0: This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.